0: Welcome to Duct Tape and Paperclips. I'm Nathan Hartswick.
1: And I'm Annie Russell.
0: This is the show where we rewatch, review, and ridicule every episode of MacGyver for the first time since our childhoods.
1: That is correct. And this week we are breaking down Season 3, Episode 15, The Negotiator.
0: Yeah, we're going to find out if it holds up. But first, um, we are sweltering for your amusement that's what we're doing right Annie? it's
1: so hot and i'm <laughs> miserable like i i have been miserable all week this has just been the hottest week in new york ever
0: there's a special kind of miserable that that new york is when it's hot
1: and i was gonna go to the beach and i was like it's not even gonna be fun because yeah. the sitting out of the water um is gonna be so miserable that even the being in the water is not gonna make up for it so yeah, right
0: um, that's how I feel about beaches in general. The uh, The percentage of the time that you spend at the beach actually like cool and in the water is so much smaller than the percentage of time you spend like h- like hauling everything from the trunk of your car in the hot sun and trying to find a space that's not burning yeah, your feet off. And, yeah. uh, it's not my thing. Yeah.
1: And also, if you're a person um, such as no one in particular that I know, certainly not anyone that I chose to marry four years ago, sure. but like, if you're a person <laughs> who um, gets really frustrated with a lack of parking, um, the beach is a, a yeah. particular um, it's experience a bit of a for you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you may not yep. enjoy.
0: <laughs> well, I am currently um, dog sitting for some friends who are out of town, and when I agreed to do that, Um, A, I didn't know the weather was going to be a hundred degrees and B, uh, didn't realize they didn't have any form of air conditioning in the house. Um, it has been fun. Uh, it's been a long time since I've been in a house like, or any kind of like living space with zero air conditioning during a time like that, where it's like, no matter what fans you place where and how you position them. I went up on the roof of this place, like with a ladder because it's a weird, it's a weird house. It's very cool, but they have this like skylight built around their chimney which is very, uh, very cool, but also very impractical for Vermont because in the wintertime, wow. you light a fire in your wood stove and then all of the heat goes straight out those windows around the chimney because it all right. uh, rises. And very then cool in looking. And in the summer, but...
1: you're just letting in the sunlight and heat yes. and it's yes. not. Yes,
0: it's just yeah. like a, a greenhouse effect. So I went up oh. there with a ladder and tarps and I put a little blanket <laughs> on them. <laughs> I covered them up so the sun can't get in. I've been trying that every damn thing Vermont, I can think
1: of. Most Vermont statement I've ever heard. Uh, yeah.
0: I was terrified the entire time I was going to slide off the roof and die. But uh, here we are. And I'm, um, just, we're just going to sit in a pile of our own sweat for, for the entertainment of our listeners. But we're also going to move kind of quickly because uh, we don't want anybody to it die It might be a little exhaustion. brisk.
1: It might be a yeah. little brisk. Um, as <laughs> yeah, we, in tempo, as not in temperature. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, Well, let's get to it. Let's get to the summary from IMDb of this, uh, the negotiator episode.
1: Oh, dear God, this episode. Okay. Uh, (laughs) MacGyver oversees the environmental approval of a billion dollar marina project. The developer, fearing that MacGyver won't approve the plan, hires a beautiful woman to seduce MacGyver to get him to approve it. When that doesn't work, she tries to kill him instead.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, And so here we are, MacGyver... Um, holds the keys to uh, whether this marina uh, gets uh, built like most international spies, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. W- once again, pointless exercise to try and figure out why <laughs> MacGyver is the guy doing this. That is not ever the point. This is really um, like...
0: Because we get a little character study of him from an outside person, we get to kind of know him at home, like what he's like when he's not out there doing the MacGyver mm-hmm. spy thing. We get to we get to see him as like, oh, he's into art classes, he's into sports, he's into this and that. So uh, even the guitar at one point. Um, oh, so it's a real...
1: he does strum a guitar.
0: I was thinking that when he picked up the guitar when he got home, and oh, he's had such a long day, and he picked up the guitar. All I could think about was your joke about guys with guitars. <laughs> <laughs> Your stand up <laughs> joke, um, which I can't yes. remember now the punchline of, but
1: oh, yeah, um, I think that instead of controlling men's access to guns, we should control their <laughs> access to guitars, and I think Thanks. we should do background Start checks there. Yeah. Uh, and figure out uh what kind of music they listen to before we're gonna allow them to pick up a gotcha. guitar. And you know, <laughs> MacGyver is uh, he's doing a lot in this episode, I, I have to mm-hmm. say, like. I am really conflicted because this episode is horrible, but it's really (laughs) fun. Like, it was really, really fun to watch. Like, I loved the female villain. I, you know, she's running around in fur coat. She's bugging his apartment. You know, she... There's so many amazing lines that I wrote down that I love in this episode. Um, mm-hmm. But in the opening scene, we get the uh, you know marina developer who is having his first confrontation with MacGyver, right? And he's saying mm-hmm. like, "Hey, man, you like basically stay away from my." Shit here, like yeah, you don't know yeah. what you're doing. He he says two things to MacGyver that I loved. One, you're not living in the real world, and then MacGyver shoots back, "Yes, I am." This one, which again, not the okay. best comeback. No. Um, and then he also <laughs> uh says after he parts ways with MacGyver and he's you know talking to his uh, villainess here, he says MacGyver's not like other guys, and yeah. we know that um we say that explicitly whenever
0: we are given the opportunity
1: (laughs) whenever we can say that MacGyver is not like other guys we do and I just loved as she's doing her research and she is like actually typing out what her plan is gonna be
0: so funny because it's like it's like a, a, a seventh grader with a grudge it's like yeah. Step one, do this. Step two, do that. Or do I do this or do I do that? That big honkin' computer on her desk at home had to have been like a really big deal in 1987 to have a computer in your like, you know, your condo or whatever. And the only thing it does really, it's it's a word processor at that point, like a home computer, unless you play an Oregon Trail yes. on it, uh, she is just using it as a brainstorming tool. And I think, you know, he, she could have used a notebook and pad, but I think they gave her a computer because that was like the cool thing.
1: Yeah, it is the equivalent of a notes app um, right. sort of uh, totally. application yeah. that she has. And, you know... A she, notes app on how to kill goes, somebody. Exactly. And she goes, should we scare him off? No. We should right. love him off, which is yeah. a phrase I nope. will not soon be forgetting. <laughs> it's not a phrase.
0: It's, it's not a phrase. really,
1: really not. Uh, and so, of course, she decides she's going to find out everything about him. And so she is basically just putting down on a screen everything we've learned about MacGyver so far. He does volunteer work on the side. He's a big environmentalist. This is who this guy is. And so, of course, she is going to take a... Uh, painting class that he is also taking set up her easel right next to his and manufacture a sort of meat cute and um, be
0: and be painting an endangered species he cares about and then also uh reveal that she co-authored uh uh, an article on acid rain she knows him to have read which i thought like man if that's the way into macgyver's pants is acid rain boy (laughs) What a walk.
1: You know, it it reminded me of um, how I got someone to date me uh, like years ago where I found out that they were, they listened to this like, you know, underground kind of like freeform radio station. So I, like went out of my way to a tote bag of that radio station and like kind of what? pranced in front of him with it any at any opportunity and it worked. It, it did. He work. noticed so it and
0: commented on it. He, and then... Yes.
1: He noticed it and it started a conversation. So, I mean, wow. I have to applaud her, her methods because I, I've done the same thing. But the, the thing that struck me about their meet cute is of course she has to do the, Oh my gosh, I'm so clumsy move to meet him. Sure. And yeah. she knocks her brushes off of her easel with her ass. Um, so <laughs> it was not very subtle. Um, <laughs>
0: I loved it. I loved the whole meet cute. I loved how long it took for them to like stare into each other's eyes. And what I really love about her is, is the physical transformation. I loved that, that when she is an object of desire for MacGyver, she could not be more girl next door. I mean, it is the puffiest uh, sweaters and the turtlenecks and the soft look and the leather jacket that she knows he'll like and the, and the teased out hair and everything. And then when she's a badass, she is so glammed up and she's wearing giant fur coats and like floor length fur coats and all the makeup and everything. And I think it's really funny because, you know, traditionally what would happen is that she would put on the makeup to seduce the man. And then when you see her in her downtime, she's like what she really looks like. He's not like other guys, right? He's not like other guys, but she's not like other hit, hit women, I guess. (laughs) And so like when she's literally off duty, she looks Fucking killer. Her looks are glamorous and fantastic. Uh, and it's really her downfall because the links for coat she's wearing is what we find in the autopsy report on the dog. Spoiler alert.
1: Oh, <laughs> the animal, cruelty, uh, the animal cruelty count goes up Why? one in this episode. Why? Why <laughs> did she have to stab the dog? I will say that her kind of like glow up on her off time. It's like yeah. the reverse, like Sandy from Greece. <laughs> it's like she yeah. Yeah, is... Yeah. She is, yeah. you know, Sandra Lee. Like,
0: but like any, I mean, MacGyver. look at Mission Impossible or any of these like movies where it's like there's a girl who's put in a situation where it's like a honey trap yeah. or whatever, right? She looks fantastic at the ball that they've got tickets to. But when they're like sitting around the table making the plan, she doesn't look like that. It's just the inverse of that, which I thought was really funny.
1: Yeah, it's it's the opposite because, of course, we're supposed to remember at all times that MacGyver is different. He's not going right. to, to be attracted to your average female. She has to be a regular girl, and that yep. is potentially why he is so loved by women, even to this day. And we know this right. um, by their social media <laughs> presences. So, uh, so yeah, she does a bunch of bad things, including needlessly stabbing a dog. Uh, yes, which, which we do not see. But we see her pull a knife on a dog. That was and, certainly enough for me.
0: Yeah, so we do have uh, for season three. Uh, an animal cruelty count, and that brings this to nine hundred and animal nine hundred and eight animals harmed this season. Um, yeah, I wish I could say it was are, the last one. Right? No, um, but uh, we lost nine hundred sheep in one of the episodes. Um, so really, it's more like eight. But it is another dog death. And the funny part is, I I. C- I don't know if you remember this. I called this a couple episodes ago. She was she had that same dog uh, uh, in Blowout, the episode with the mail truck. And I th- I said, I thought that dog was going to die when they had the tussle in the apartment and the dog's barking and stuff. Um, it did not. It made it another couple of episodes. They were very careful to tell us that that dog is not hers. It was her landlord's or her friends or somebody that she was taking her, care of. It was of. her neighbors.
1: Why, that, which why does that matter? I, why?
0: <laughs> why can't it be her dog? Why it does would that have, have made more
1: eligible? sense if it was her dog because, yeah. you know, it, it was a funny dynamic with nikki this episode because Mm -hmm. you know when even when this femme fatale is in character she's still kind of jealous of nikki which i think is is very funny here's
0: my question to you i do what i just thought of do you think they gave nikki a haircut in this episode to make her less attractive by comparison to the love interest
1: Yes, I do. I think <laughs> they went out of haircut. their way. No, yeah. it is not a great haircut. I think they went out of their way to be like, "Hey, look, this is just the friend everybody, yep. like right. this right. is not the love interest." Uh, because I think so many people hated her on this show. Um yeah. not the actress, but the character of Nikki. Um yeah. Nikki's like digging around in the dirt almost blowing shit up. She's just kind of hapless <laughs> and, you know, yeah, she gets yeah, a dog right. killed. Like she is not killing it in this episode.
0: Right. Although later on she does uh, contribute to rescuing him. I I was actually thinking this is one of the rare episodes where Pete does everything I want him to do and nothing I don't. He's, like, he comes Uh, in, he says funny things that are, like, kind of forgettable and quick, and then he leaves. He does his job. There are a few places where he, like, catches on to things pretty quickly. He Mm -hmm. doesn't, like, belabor the stupidity of, uh, wait a minute. He's just, like, doing his job. He Like, he puts it together very quickly that the links means, oh, that's probably a woman. Oh, which woman has come into MacGyver's life? Oh, my God, it's her. Like, he puts that all together in two seconds instead of drawing it all out as this big, which in other episodes he would have been, like, wait a minute.
1: Uh yeah. Do you mean to tell me that's her? Yeah. You know, it wasn't like yeah. that. He caught he was quick about it yeah. and then they get to have this like kind of final confrontation, um, where, you know, uh MacGyver gets to get his little quip in where sure. he uh is like <laughs> he says something like, We I guess we should rene- renegotiate. Um, yeah. But I will say, like, this was a really fun episode. Like, well, it, what about... We, I liked, we have to talk about the
0: montage, though. We got to talk about the montage.
1: Oh, yeah. The montage.
0: Because <laughs> I have a little piece of trivia about this montage that you might want to know.
1: I think I know what it is. I think I yeah, maybe probably read what it is. <laughs> but uh, it is amazing, and we need to highlight it. Um, yeah. Specifically, like, what I found interesting about the montage is, like, you know, they meet he's an expert on acid rain. She wrote an article or fake wrote an article on acid rain. He is immediately like, Oh, this is going to be a serious relationship, which is not usual for MacGyver. Like normally he is very kind of keeping women at arm's length. And so I was really struck by like, how quickly these two were hot and heavy and the fact that they were shown like making out by a fireplace, which is eighties for they boned. (laughs) That is what that means.
0: (laughs) Eighties for they boned. Uh, I loved it. I loved the whole montage. It was so cheesy. Uh, I also, I had to rewind it and watch it again because I realized that most it's, most of it's without totally without sound. It's just music. And you just see them doing all these romantic things together. And I was just, I was marveling at how many of the shots feature him, running his mouth like he's yeah. speaking in most of them to her and i was just like why did you choose every in every he's one of these just, he's speaking um but yeah, he's uh he's speaking but, to
1: her they're running around a fountain they're doing all this stuff
0: they're doing all sorts of stuff she uh, does another painting of him this time and it is a caricature which is nothing stylistically like the sea otter that she lured him with so <laughs> she's got apparently many different disciplines in her art range um the, but yeah, but this so the trivia, obviously, about this montage is that the music that the very cheesy music that plays underneath it was, was written by Richard Dean Anderson.
1: <laughs> I um, mean, this show is nothing if not a vehicle for his other interests, you know, yeah. like he gets to play hockey, hockey. and songwriting. Yeah. He gets to throw out his songs like pretty good. For sure.
0: It's not bad. I mean, it's not a bad song, but it's also like it has that feeling to me of like he wrote a simple melody on the guitar. And handed it to the music supervisor of the show and said, like, could you use this? And the music supervisor filled it in with a little orchestral arrangement and did all the hard work of getting it recorded. Uh, And, you know, they got to say Richard Dean Anderson has a music credit on this, uh, which is a neat thing. But uh, also he didn't go on to write more music for movies or TV or anything. This was just like a one-off. I think he has maybe one other in the series, um, but it's yeah, not like,
1: but I sort of love that because they just kind of let him have it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway. Oh, wow. It's like started to pour here. Um, uh, so yeah. Okay. So what did we think of the ending? Uh, we, we have this ending where he's really vulnerable. He's got like a perfect, Oh, she, <laughs> she blows him up in the boat. That doesn't work, but is he's got temporary blindness uh, conveniently. Uh, and now mm-hmm. he's uh, he's brought to a warehouse, and um, now he's fighting blind literally. Uh, what do we think of the standoff?
1: Yeah. I mean, this is another classic MacGyver. They had access to a warehouse moment. Um, sure. <laughs> and, uh, you know, <laughs> there we are having a final standoff. I liked how how close of a call it was. And I sort of liked yeah. how m- he was tricked by her, you know, in mm-hmm. m- multiple ways. Like, he was yes. very much like he had met his match in her. And I, I appreciated that. So and truly it, vulnerable. It had, like,
0: truly he's like on his heels yeah. the whole time yeah it had
1: um, Murdoch vibes to it you know right. um sure she was she was kind of like formidable in that way
0: and what we talked about before you know we talked about in a previous episode was that fact that MacGyver anytime a, a, a woman does something bad in this show she always comes around by the end because MacGyver you know shows her the way um, unless they're truly truly bad and this mm-hmm. one obviously is she's a true villain but of course I looked at the IMDb and she, as this character is coming back next season. Oh,
1: okay.
0: um, I forget what the episode's Whoa. called. Something about being unresolved issues or whatever. So I'm assuming that they're going to try to, reconnect. I don't know. Reconnect. these characters somehow. Uh, what I thought was uh, comical about this, uh, stalking him around in the dark, in the in the warehouse at the end, um, was that what he's, this, uh, this happens a lot on this show. Sometimes the writers have come up with something for him to build that is pretty complicated and involves like three or four or five different ingredients. And in order for him to put them all together, it takes time. It takes time to show it and do it and put it all together. And during that time, you have to have your antagonist busy, distracted, doing something, whatever. And the only thing they had for her to do—I mean, they put her— outside the warehouse for a little while, walking around in the rain, looking for him. But when she came back, she just spent like a good five minutes while he was putting the whole thing together saying, come on, MacGyver, you know it's over, come on out. <laughs> like, She said, she must have said 10 different versions of that line over the course of five minutes. And I was yeah, just like, this poor woman to... doesn't have anything to say, except come on out. I've got the knife. Also, by the way, should have had a gun, right? Uh, terrible weapon for yeah, stalking somebody I around. Guess-
1: I guess my thought with the knife was like we needed to remember that this woman had killed a dog and we need to remember like that's that's a thing that like sure. makes somebody pure evil on a show such as this. And so that's why we can't really be rooting for them to have any kind of resolution or like relationship. So um Oh no, yeah, for sure. So yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's yeah. I, I think that's kind of why that choice was made. But like, you know, um Yeah, I felt like the the last scene was a little bit, um, you know, I wasn't sure if they were going to have her um, kind of incapacitated. Um, It kind of looks like that way at first, but then... She, she's back to face her punishment. So we will, she gets,
0: yeah. And she negotiates her way into some kind of plea deal or something by testifying. Uh, So in some ways, I guess it's uh, a redemption, but it's really just, uh, she's just out for herself.
1: Yeah. She's, she kind of presents as just kind of like she talked her way into a deal, you know?
0: Oh, going all the way back to the beginning. I just want to hit this. Um, The driver of the giant truck that tried to run MacGyver off the road um, honked. (laughs) <laughs> as if to say, here I am <laughs> right behind you, which I thought was hilarious. And then MacGyver grabbed a fire extinguisher and sprayed the guy's windshield. And apparently the guy's never heard of windshield wipers because he immediately drove straight through a fence and off the road.
1: <laughs> I was like, yeah. You just need to <laughs> yeah throw something on a windshield and these guys yeah. are never going to be able to see it. Um,
0: oh, we get to we get to revisit our uh, recycled actor count. We keep track of all of the actors that we've previously seen in this show uh, who are coming back as different characters, which happens a lot. And um, we have a couple here. We have um, we have Mr. Knapp, who is the sort of like head bad guy that hires the female hit person. Um, And he is Lucian Trumbo from Trumbo's World.
1: Yes, Um, that's right. Do you remember? I do. I did remember. He looked very familiar and I had to look it up, but I was like, oh, it is none other than Trumbo.
0: Yeah, the uh, episode with all the the ants, (laughs) the killer ants.
1: Yeah, Um, our favorite.
0: (laughs) And then uh, Remick, like the slick lawyer from this episode, is uh, Hitman from The Ugly Duckling. Um, So I believe our count is now seven?
1: That's quite a few, and I I suspect it's going to be more and more. Yes, yes.
0: Um, So let's get into rating this episode. Uh, What did you think? You said, see, this is funny because I imagine you struggled with this because you said you... (laughs) hated this but you also loved watching it
1: yeah i said the episode is horrible but it was a lot of fun to watch um and so for that reason and i think thinking of this in comparison to you know rather than rating this as its own episode of television i'm starting to think about it in comparison to some of the other episodes we've seen and i enjoyed it quite a bit more um than several so i'm gonna give it a seven
0: yeah, cool. Uh, I felt similarly. I gave it a seven and a half, which is uh, par for the course with us. For them to do an entire uh, storyline that's like a, rom- a romantic storyline with MacGyver, um, I ordinarily wouldn't have liked that, but there was enough like intrigue and action uh, involved uh, that I, it kept me interested. So, um, And like I said, Pete was yeah, I... uh, not insufferable in this one, so I'll take it.
1: I wasn't offended by Pete's presence in this episode. And (laughs) if you listen to this podcast, you know uh, that that is saying something.
0: For sure. Cool. Uh, I guess that's all we have time for. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. Check out our website, (laughs) TheMacGyverPod.com, and all our socials. It's all at Pod. And if you want to watch old episodes of the show along with us, you can check them out on Paramount Plus or Amazon Prime. Next week, we'll be covering Season 3, Episode 16, The Spoilers. Take care, everybody. And remember, in the immortal words of our buddy Mac... Friends, Friends for are the, the adventures, adventures of life. life.